0: From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Cat
1: Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it.
2: Happy motherfucking Friday!
1: Hey now, everybody. Welcome to another wild edition of After 9. Ah. It's Friday and we are ready to go and our buddy Dave Blizzard joins us on this episode Hey, Dave, how are you?
3: Hi, friends. I haven't spoken to you in years because you have too much vacation time.
1: Yeah, I know. (laughs) Hey, uh, speaking of which, a little foreshadowing there from Dave. You guys aren't going to like what's happening next week. (laughs) You say
2: it, not me.
1: We're on vacation next week.
2: Oh, surprise.
1: I know. I know. But here's the thing. Once we get through next week, which goes right into the Labor Day long weekend, we're back. We're back. And we are back Forever. with zero time off for the foreseeable future. We are good to go. We've used it all up and there's nothing left in the tank. We're good so feel free to go back and listen to some archived episodes or I don't know listen to that goddamn Megan Markle podca- podcast if you want. <laughs> it beat I, Joe Rogan's. It beat Joe Rogan once. Well
2: it was the first one true yes I think absolutely. everybody was a
1: little curious to see what Megan yeah. would have to say and as it turns out she didn't really say much of all she just fangirled over Serena Williams for a while. Yeah. In was, all fairness I would too
2: though. Yeah it was a, it was a conversation I, I didn't get the chance to hear the whole thing though so I won't talk on it but uh, yeah sure listen to that and, and that just that one episode because i'm sure she's not going to be like us that releases it every day
1: i don't think so Yeah, i don't think so she sure shit won't take like do three episodes in two weeks because of crazy vacation time in the summer nope that's the kind of nonsense you only get right here on after nine (laughs) (laughs) that kind of bs right there
3: the inconsistency Um, is what you find here
1: (laughs) (laughs) you never know what you're gonna get or if you're gonna get it oh uh dave i'm glad you're here i are you making a change 'Cause like right now you're wearing a t-shirt and a plaid shirt over top and and I saw yesterday you posted a onesie. Are you gonna go like with (laughs) singular (laughs) outfits from now on? Or Yeah,
3: yeah. I'm gonna have to try to find diapers that fit and all of that fun stuff.
1: Then I'm gonna guess it's not for you. It's not not for me onesies.
3: Nope, nope, nope. That little tiny little onesie wouldn't fit me. (laughs) It would fit part of you. Uh, (laughs) You gotta decide which part you want to cover the most. It it would fit the part of me that got me into this in the first place. (laughs) And for those
2: who are really lost right now, and I know there's a lot, what's new with you, Dave?
3: Mm, we're having a baby.
2: Yeah. Yay! Not the three of us, and no. Dave and his, and his wife. Is that would
3: baby. be an <laughs> interesting <laughs> dynamic. What an odd
1: mathematical conversation that would have to be, right? <laughs> Big game of... <laughs> Big game of Dave and I playing. Not me. It's you. It
4: wasn't
0: me. (laughs) i sure the fuck wasn't me. (laughs)
3: Um, There's a couple things I can tell you about this. uh, this No,
2: congratulations, by the way. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you.
3: you. Um, uh, We're due in March, and I have somehow convinced my wife, and there's only one day that this can possibly work. And I'm probably jinxing it by talking about it here, but if the baby is born on March 16th, its name will be Austin
1: 316. Mm. Austin 316. Mm-hmm. What if it's a girl? Will you still go with Austin? Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's a great name. Austin
2: that. would be a cool girl's name, actually. Uh,
3: and, Kat, I'm going to show you this. It's for the podcast listener. It's It's an ultrasound picture. But if you look down at the very bottom one, what is that child doing?
2: Already, definitely your child. So <laughs> it's flipping
3: the bird, it's giving the middle <laughs> it's giving finger. Giving the middle finger. Even the uh, yeah. ultrasound tech said that. It was like, oh, look at that. Looks like he they're flipping the bird to you. <laughs> and I went, oh really? Okay, so I mean, uh, I don't like photo shoots either. Yeah, to be honest, fair, yeah, right? yeah. Like, yeah. get that's the fair. camera
2: out of my face.
3: Why are you pushing? <laughs> Stop it! He's just like right <laughs> on the stomach and everything. So yeah, we're super excited. This is this is going to be awesome and. Uh, uh yeah march the world changes again
1: very very good yeah <laughs> on the two-year anniversary of covid comes th- it would be three Pretty years much. wouldn't
3: it yeah yeah so it, it would be yeah, yeah three years
1: it would be um yeah. the
3: our due dates like i think the first it's march 8th i think is something like that they said that they're still trying to get the certain date but they think that that's where it is so yeah it could
2: change a couple of times yeah, yeah it the, can change
3: the odds of it happening later though they told us it's probably not going to be later than March 8th so the Austin 316 thing is a bit of a dream but I, I hey. don't think it'll happen but if it does it'd be the greatest thing ever
1: you never know some people would aim for St. Patrick's Day or or something like that <laughs> no. No. not not stone cold well, Steve Austin yeah, day yeah. I just hope for your wife's <laughs> sake a yeah. I hope yeah. for your
2: wife's sake that it's not that much longer after cuz those last few weeks alone are terrible when you go over it sucks oh, and how yeah? is your wife sucks. doing by
3: the way uh, spent the first 12 weeks vomiting uh, like yeah. constantly. So oh, she's out of that, uh, that good. First, she's beyond
2: that, That's yeah, good. That's hopefully,
3: good. Yeah. uh, she had to get like an anti-nausea medication and all kinds of stuff. And I know yeah. there's, there's a lot of people that have to do that mm-hmm. because there's so many things that you take normally that you now all of a sudden can't take when you're pregnant. So all the things that you would normally use out the window, you're not supposed to use them. So right. it, it's a, uh, it's a big change and getting used to it is, was a lot for her too, to just go, Okay, I can't do this, can't do that, can't do this, can't eat this, can't, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So uh, she's feeling better now that that she's gotten into, uh, out of the first trimester, I guess. And yeah. she's, uh, I, yeah, getting through each day better than she was the day before. Good. So I think that by your definition, it seems like it'll change though, it'll go oh, downhill yeah. at some point too. You know what?
2: It's all, <laughs> let her, she'll enjoy this second trimester as long as she's not feeling ill. Fine, great. I was walking on sunshine, I'm like no problem here. And then you get toward the end of the third and then you're like, get this thing out of me. You
3: know, none of the trimesters have bothered me so far. So so far, so good.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I'll make you the same offer I made Kat when Kat told me that she was going to have a baby. I am perfectly willing at any time on even very little notice, willing to babysit for you. You, as a parent, would be wildly irresponsible to take me up on that. <laughs> yeah no, I, I that's the first thing that went through my mind was I'm not, not going to take you up on that, but I appreciate the offer nonetheless. Think so? <laughs> well, it's a sincere offer. Just don't take that offer. that's <laughs> might, not a good idea for anybody. I might trust my dogs first, babysit. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even ask me to dog sit. No, no, yeah. no, babysit. that's true.
2: You've been, you've been asking both of us to dog sit. And we have said no so far we have been dodging it, haven't we? Mm, yeah. You know, I would trust you, I'd like Leo. to see my dogs when, when I come him. back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You did have those little ones. Where do those little things go? Is
1: it okay if they're a little
2: high? Uh, <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, they're lazier than normal. I'm like, hmm, this is interesting. Why are your eyes so red? <laughs> and stop laughing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, let's see here. It, it is Friday. We are heading into the weekend. Labor Day is just over a week away, and I thought by now it would start to die down. We talked the other day about the Lisa La stuff, but I feel like Wendy's just started it up again yesterday. Wendy's changed their profile pic of Wendy to a Wendy with gray hair, and they're saying gray hair don't care. No problem. A star is a star, no matter the hair
2: color or something along those lines, is what they tweeted.
1: I thought it was great. I thought it was clever. But now there's a warning to companies, don't you pile on on this because it could backfire on you. It's a story that I saw this morning on CP24, which is owned by Bell Media. Warning companies, don't try and use situations like this as a marketing thing. Do you see how that could backfire? Because I feel like nothing but goodwill is going to Wendy's. I don't know who would say, you know what? Fuck Wendy's.
3: Well, yeah, there, there is a, uh, a swell of people who feel like you, sh- you just shouldn't. You just mind your own business. Stay out of it. Um, you don't know the full story. You don't know the back and forth, even though it seems like most of the story has been told to us in this case. But I think there's a lot of people who are like, it- keep your nose out of it. I go to you for burgers. I don't go to you for political statements. Hmm. Right.
2: And that's the thing is some people do find it opportunistic of Mm -hmm. companies to jump on board, whether they're one way or the other on these issues. But I don't that said, I don't see it being a negative for Wendy's. Wendy's has always been a little more edgy, especially when it comes to social media. They seem to be one of those companies that just puts it out there and doesn't care. And it seems to work well for them, at least on social. Does it translate to sales in stores? I couldn't tell you.
1: I have no idea, actually. But I will say that that breakfast Baconator is lovely. Way, (laughs) way better than the regular one.
3: You really want to make a statement, Wendy's? Make your meat gray
1: <laughs> yeah. and see, and see if no
2: people keep going. eating it. Like yeah. a steak in Cuba. Yeah, exactly. You like it on the gray bun or the... Is this an elephant? Why is it so gray? <laughs> oh.
3: <laughs> Didn't Dove jump on that, that yes, too? they did. They, yeah. they did one as well.
2: But, th- but see, but there's some companies that that makes... Dove, that's perfect. Like that makes so much sense to me. I wouldn't be surprised if they employed her and d- did a commercial, like a whole... Launched a whole campaign o- around it. Like, that to me makes sense. Wendy's, maybe not as much. Like, I get why they did it, but like, you don't really equate Lisa LaFlemme and Burgers, but like, a Dove is like a women empowerment kind of company. So, I think that the Michelin
3: man's gonna look like Gandalf from Lord of the Rings, He's gonna grow <laughs> a big giant gray beard and be
1: like, look, it's fine. We, we, we're all good with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so you're right about Dove, though. I mean, they are about female empowerment and yeah. so on and so forth, but their line of men's stuff is just as good. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know that they get that rap for being, uh, they focus on females and that's their target, but... I don't think I've used a product of theirs that I didn't like or that didn't make my skin mm-hmm. feel good. But what I figured out is even easier. is So I'll go to shoppers, and the guy's body wash is always cheaper than the girl's. Girls pay way, way, way too much for any cosmetic product, way more than guys do. So what I do is I buy the men's, and I stick it in the shower but I use my girlfriends because wow. she's got the good stuff that makes your skin feel fantastic and I can see why it's actually more in hindsight I thought it I smelled a really field so of lilac when I walked in here today so, so you're
2: making her pay for the good stuff but you're using it
1: yeah but she doesn't know because I've got my guy stuff <laughs> but, yes, right she there. does know it's I don't think sitting, she knows it's
2: been sitting there for four years it st- <laughs> it's still pretty full it's weird and,
3: and, and she's realizing that hers is disappearing at an ex- exponentially faster rate than yours <laughs> and your
2: skin is remarkably softer than it used to be yeah. like wait a minute I, I
3: think you're 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 not giving her enough credit. I think all it matters, just as Kat said, all you have to do is pick it up and go. Oh, this is really heavy.
2: <laughs> just, doesn't he use it's it? It's getting stuck when you open it. You're like, <laughs> you're like the plastic open is it. still
1: around the top. <laughs> but <laughs> it it's better stuff. Like all those girl products are. If I want to shave, sure, I could use that Gillette manly smelling gel that turns into a foam thing. Or I can use that skintimate shit that she's got in the shower and my skin feels like I, I soaked it in sunshine for days.
3: Isn't it funny how we play into those stereotypes, though? And the brands do it so well. I mean, like you mentioned the Gillette thing. Like, they might as well just have somebody with a super deep voice, get a Trace Atkins or somebody like that, to do the commercial and do like a, you want your face to feel like a lumberjack's axe? Well, then take <laughs> this stuff, use it! You know, it's just like, uh, do I want to feel like a, number, uh, a lumberjack's axe? I don't know. Um, but I don't know, that's what you told me, a man. Supposed to smell like,
2: I guess I gotta do it.
3: Yeah, you want to smell like a tree? Use this. <laughs>
2: yeah, why is everything cedar? I mean, yeah. I love cedar, but it's like, yeah. a, are people supposed to smell like that?
1: When you want to smell like a campfire at work, you use this shit here. <laughs> yeah, I uh,
2: fresh cut grass. How, how is a man?
1: How does your husband smell?
2: Tell everyone uh, how your husband he smells, smells great. Smells. But does I he smell mean, like you? Or, no, I mean, no, he he does have his own products though, he, he'll use like that man stuff usually oh, you which think is fine he
1: uses his own do you
2: oh see now i'm checking <laughs> i am checking to make sure the seal's cracked
1: <laughs> like, a, like a bar at last call they go and weigh all the bottles Ooh. so they can figure <laughs> out how who used what who shorted what
3: <laughs> what's the rest of this vodka um the the ones that i have are they're always like uh like sports activated and i'm like i didn't play any sports like, what, do i smell like sports yeah. i don't know like Thirty not,
2: hours of protection. I don't yeah. think I need that. Like, I, need, well,
3: I need about eight. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. I'm good. Maybe yeah. may, that's pushing. I, it. I maybe plan to eight. put
2: this on tomorrow, so I don't really <laughs> yeah. need a full thirty. Yeah, I yeah.
3: It's the same with the deodorant. So it's like cool rush. <laughs> and I'm like, what's that even mean?
2: <laughs> they got pictures of bears on him yeah. and shit like that Arctic
3: too. blast. <laughs> and you're like, why? <laughs>
2: what can it just be like nice guy like (laughs) where's that i want to smell like nice guy like a decent human like i don't know dove
3: unthreatening (laughs) (laughs) like something
2: Not putrid. Like, that's
3: <laughs> not, fine. Not putrid is probably what they need it's to go fine, with. It's
2: fine, you know? It's but open, I, it's true, and it always has these, like, argh, like angry, angry fucking animals on the outside yeah. of so. them.
1: Grizzly bear tears. Yeah. they're <laughs> like, oh, no, thank you. I don't need that. <laughs> so one time I decided to get creative, and I've got that, uh, so right now I've got a bottle of, of the Dove men's care stuff. And then there's all the girlfriend stuff, and she's got the Dove and the Avino, and every one of the. It looks like a fucking shopper's drug mart in my shower. It's crazy. But one time, one of hers was really low, and I didn't want to leave her with none because I was being a decent human being that day. And still using hers. So I used a little bit of hers, but I used hers for, like, my down there regions, uh-huh. but then I used my own. So I had a weird thing where, like, my balls smelled like like lilacs and, and summer fresh, and my arms smelled like everyman jack yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah. And, and, and I'm... Yeah. I, I thought, oh wow, I'm sending very mixed messages to anybody that I encounter today. It's
2: <laughs> Leather I, and soot on n- top. Yeah. Uh,
1: I smell like <laughs> steak in, I smell like steak in a beach. <laughs>
3: <laughs> steak in a summer breeze. <laughs> Put it all together. <laughs> I, I've been trying this, uh, um, uh, this I think it's Nivea is the brand. It's uh, a body it's wash. It's, it's with, cheap too.: Yeah, with the, it's like rock salt. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. So I'm like, well, it hurts. So I'm assuming it works. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is exfoliating stuff. I and I'm know. like, I'll tell you the honest truth. I don't know if you put two pieces of skin in front of me and said, which one's exfoliated? I would I would be taking a complete guess as to which one's which. I have no idea. Really? I I'd assumed I
1: was exfoliated already. It, I mean, how did I get
3: unexfoliated? You get your your clogs or your pores all clogged up. Is that we
2: all have dead skin all over our body. Is
3: that what that is? Yeah. Oh. So
2: if you buy those.
3: I'm not putrid. The, the, so no, the, yeah. I don't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we all do. We all have dead skin sitting on yeah. top. So if you have that, if you do that, it's really only lasts a short while, though. It's good. To, and you shouldn't do it every day either. Exfoliate? That's pretty harsh. On, yes. Exfoliate. Will it just it fall off day?
1: eventually? Or if you over exfoliate? Oh, I, mean,
2: yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think so. But Dear then Nibia. like, do you <laughs> want it to be falling off all over the place? No,
1: I just want to know where the line is. It's like there's antioxidants. There must be a certain amount of oxidants that you need, though. Like yeah. You could probably OD on antioxidants. <laughs> could you not? I, I would assume you need a certain amount Maybe. of oxidants. Oh, It's a conversation yeah, for another day. We're not medical professionals. We'll stop. Last thing I want to ask about this, though, is since we're in this trust tree here, what are those rocks called that you're supposed to rub on your your feet and stuff? Pumice.
2: Oh, a pomace? pumice? A is pumice stone? Is that what that thing is? is that
1: it's weird because it's on a rope, but it's the most uncomfortable thing I think I've ever put, touched my skin with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, not, they're not pleasant. I, that's why I, I've done
3: the pedicure before, and I was just like, please don't. I just don't touch my they feet. They do a I'm straight
2: in- up like cheese grater on your foot yeah. at the pedicure when, place. When
3: she brought out the cheese grater, I was like, I said no yeah. cheese on those nachos. <laughs> so first of all, don't go to any place that serves nachos and does pedi- pedicures at the same time. But it's
2: so messed up when you see pieces of your skin falling Flying off, all like, all like pieces of cheddar cheese. It's yeah. fucking crazy. I'm yeah. like, that was on my foot? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they this, just like peel away.
3: The heel is usually where they yeah, the, right at the heel. Do the most that honest work. That was on
2: me. What <laughs> the heck?
3: The most honest that's work, right? <laughs> <laughs> you see her arms <laughs> She's jacked. She's like, you know how many idiots I have to heal up today? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, but that's a it's a weird feeling, right? Yeah. Like, and I I haven't gone very often, so I I'm also very afraid of uh, people cutting my toenails and i'm like oh you're going to go too deep and when they're like they're like cleaning at the corners i'm like this is stop doing that i'm i'm sure yeah. it's not good for me
1: yeah i uh I have a real hard time with that, too, because I feel like my nails are going to be the ones that are going to, like, piss them off or be like, fuck this. I quit. You know, like, I don't want to be that guy who pushes them over the edge. <laughs>
3: well, how Girls bad Girls' toes are so
1: nice, and they're mainly soft to begin with. Then I walk in there like an asshole with some of them that are clipped and some of them that aren't, and my fucking heels are all... One's ingrown. You're like... Yeah. Oh, it's like, I, I feel like they're just going to look at my foot and say, not today, sir. Not you. Not today. So...
3: You, you just said, like, you look at a woman's toes and they're like, oh, they're so well done and they look great and, and they just seem naturally normal. But how natural is that? How much work are you putting in, Cat, to keeping your feet looking great?
2: You know, I mean, or I'll do d- they
3: look great? I don't even know.
2: Don't <laughs> show us your feet. <laughs> take a look. Show us <laughs> <Have laughs> your feet. Haven't looked at um, your feet This won't lately. be weird at all. Let's all take a look. Yeah, I mean, if you go for regular pedicures, I suppose that's good. Yeah, I don't require much maintenance on my toes, but maybe it's also a genetic thing. Like, maybe some people do,
1: right? You got some, it from your mama?
2: Yeah, I got it from my mama. My mama's toes are, are fine. She passed down some fine toes to me. But there are some people who have, you know, nail, I don't want funguses and, and things. Ew. Things. Really?
3: Yeah. Oh, okay.
2: I had a friend who had to take a medication and it worked. You really?
3: said we're in the trust tree, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, we're in the trust tree. Okay. So I don't have toenails on my big toes,
1: I had them removed.
2: What? You had them removed? I
1: like, had I request? Uh, I ha- No, I had to get oh, them removed. Oh. so You can't tell though because he had nails tattooed on. That's right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, have, I, put the, I put the lead press on toenails just because I feel bad about it. He went to some girl's basement and she just tattooed
3: on some nails for him. They thread my toes. Um, so I had a, like a hereditary issue. I, I'll spare you the, the graphic parts of it. But my nail grew kind of in a crescent down, down the sides. So the nail would grow up the side of my toe and basically split my toe. And Ah. it would, it would almost like be like a heart shape and it would, it would just bleed all the time. It would just, it would, it's like cutting into your skin. So I had to go in and first surgery they did is they cut the ends and they were like, okay, well that should stop the growing. It didn't. So, uh, I've had four surgeries on my feet and it's really, I say surgery, but it's not like yeah, they're not putting me under or anything. It's really they're just freezing. Do they numb your out. foot? Did they oh, numb your entire God, yeah. foot for it? Oh, yeah. Yes, thank God. So the first one I ever did, though, I went into just a doctor's office and I felt like this is kind of sketchy. But uh, I went in late in the bed. Uh, it was a Saturday morning. It was still open for other, uh, you know, other people to come in, other patients to see the doctor for walk-ins. So I'm like this is open. all right, whatever. I, I guess I'm a teenager. I'm just like, I'm just going to trust this random doctor. He puts the freezing in and he's like, I'll be back. He went and saw some other patients. And then came back to do my foot. He did my foot, put the stitches in and wrapped it. And about a minute later, the freezing wore off. (gasps) So it's like I felt fire go from like my knee all the way down to my foot where the freezing was disappearing and it just shot of pain and hot. And i was like, well, this is bad. He uh, lost his license About three months <laughs> later No say. shit I'm not, I'm not joking yeah. Really So I When I sat up from this You know like when you go to a doctor's office They just have that little table with the paper Yeah That's where I was for this this procedure
2: Did you yell for someone when you felt the pain?
3: I was standing at the front Making my follow up appointment And I was like Ah oh, Jesus Christ And she's, the nurse looks at me Okay I'm like Ah, ah. I couldn't even 911. I couldn't even speak Like it hurt so much I was just looking at her going Ah <laughs> <laughs> She was probably like, "All right, let's get this guy out of here." Uh, You're um, scaring the
2: other patients, yeah, sir. Could you yeah. shut up?
3: So when I sat up on the little paper thing, there was blood everywhere, oh like on the wall. Oh, like on what? The what? I'm like, what did the guy was, use a hacksaw?
2: Was he from the mob? Like, what? <laughs> oh, no, rem- removing nails and shit. Did he? Did, well, did he think you were someone you weren't?
3: So obviously, I didn't watch he him. owed him money. Yeah, like,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, like Vito says hi. Ah. <laughs> I came in for a procedure um, But yeah my I, it, it was uh, all wrapped up So it wasn't until I unwrapped it To know if I still had a toe Wow That was the first one And then everything else Was done in a proper proper way In a hospital But I don't have toenails On the big toes Because of that oh. It's a hereditary issue Apparently So I can blame my grandmother And okay. on from that But uh, my feet are not pretty
1: so, do you get self-conscious, or do you feel a need to explain when you go for a pedicure, or do you just wait for yes. them to figure
3: out on their own? Oh, no, there no, is no. no nail. Oh no, no, I tell them it's it, right away. I'm like, yeah. So that's in case gonna- they
1: try
2: to file your toe.
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm not even kidding you. So there, there is a tiny little piece of nail that grows, and I just snip it. Um, but they went to file it the one time, and don't forget like, how sensitive your skin is underneath your nail. Oh yeah. The nail's gone, which means that's always sensitive. It calluses over a little bit, but not enough for you to be like, touch it. Go ahead. Play with it. Do what you want. Like, no, it's for me. It's like, please do not go near it. Uh, If it like rubs up the wrong way on a blanket in bed or something like that, it bothers me. Wow. wow.
1: It doesn't hurt, but it's, it's super uncomfortable. Hmm. So, you could probably make a case for getting one of those like differently abled, accessible parking permits. I should. Uh, it's okay, man. I don't have four uh, pregnant ladies trying to park. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't have. I don't have
3: toenails. <laughs> I don't have big toenails. I can park it's here. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> Doug Ford approved it. It's That's fine. right. Yeah. Uh, and it does. It doesn't impede my walking or anything like that. Like, it, it, yeah. my toes work perfectly fine. It's just the nails aren't there.
2: Do you wear sandals? I do. I'm not wearing them today, but I wear
3: flip-flops. Good. Good for you. I'm
2: loud and proud. You shouldn't be ashamed. With
3: my lack of nail.
2: You should speak (laughs) up for those who have it too, right? (laughs) I'm Dave Lazard for the Society
3: of People (laughs) Without Big Toenails, And I'm here to tell you that we need to get rid of the stigma.
2: Do you need us to start a GoFundMe or anything? (laughs) Yeah, why
1: not? Do your other toes overcompensate? Like, do you have like extra big nails on the other ones? (laughs) I grow them really long with them curl over the top. (laughs) Yeah, they look like little helmets.
3: (laughs) 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 But yeah, I go in and it's not a pretty sight, so I always feel bad for anybody that, uh, that is a pedicurist hmm. or a manicurist, whatever you'd call it. They've really always seen
2: them. worse. I feel like those who do
0: that job, estheticians, they've always ah, seen there worse. there you go. That's the word I They've always seen for. worse. Hmm. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com.
1: We heard the term for the first time this summer quiet quitting. And I thought it was a stupid term. I mean, quiet quitting is essentially, I think you explain it better than I do. It's basically where you just stop giving a shit and you stop doing yeah. anything extra than the bare minimum.
2: Quiet quitting is exactly that. It's the bare minimum. And it basically started, I, w- I want to say it's the young, the skews younger for people who feel like they work really hard at their job. They're do they're putting in more than what's on the paper for their job description. They're in earlier, they're leaving later, but they're not finding that anything is coming of it. No promotions, no raises. So they decide to quietly quit. But it doesn't mean they quit. What it is, is just basically taking a stand on, I work nine to five. I don't answer emails beyond those hours. I do the bare minimum just to get through, just enough to not get fired, but not over the top so I don't stress myself out and have a good work-life balance. That's basically what quiet quitting is.
1: Is that insubordinate or is that just what the basic expectation is? Well, they did the bare minimum, so they're fine.
2: Well, say? we should ask a manager.
1: <laughs> no you shouldn't. <laughs> I'd like
2: to ask the manager.
3: <laughs> no you because, shouldn't. Because like the
2: way that here's the way the way that I always grew up was if you want more out of the job then you work harder. Yes. Then you yeah. get up earlier, you're there first, you're or there later if that's what that means for that job. Or you're doing a little work on the side at at home at night to make sure that you you know you look, you know, better than the rest of your colleagues, basically, because you want that promotion. You want that raise. You want to look like you're a team player. So you would answer emails after hours and you would do all those things. That's kind of the way that I figured it was. So I'm wondering if this goes more for people who who feel underappreciated or not appreciated all in their job. I can't figure out any other person who would do this if they want to actually get promoted.
1: Or or you're also suggesting, though, that they've done that and it didn't work.
2: Or they've done that and it didn't work.
3: Well, Here's the thing from the other perspective on it. Um, There's not always the opportunity for movement or for growth. sometimes there's just not a spot yet. Um, But to continue to work hard, there's no ceiling to that. Like, I I don't know, like I, I, and and you you said it's maybe it's generational, but I've always felt like it's, you constantly do what you can uh, and you do that, whether that's the minimum or whether that's more than is expected. Mm -hmm. Uh, To me, it's about doing the job and doing it well people notice that stuff and they don't always have something to be able to offer you to walk in and say, here you go promotion time or here you go. There's a new role and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. It's just not always possible, but I think that people might give up too quickly on that and just say, well, I've proven that I can do more and I'm just going to stop doing what I'm doing. Um, And I don't know that that sends the right message, but I completely understand the frustration that comes with that where Mm -hmm. you're like, I feel like I've done this for this amount of time and I feel like I deserve more. That's fine. But the, doesn't always mean there is more to give you so it's a hard spot so this 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 like quiet quitting or whatever you called it it's put your best foot forward always no matter what the situation is um because it's it it speaks to you as the person right and it speaks to your work ethic Mm -hmm. and 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 all of that stuff And, and there's people who will say well a role is a role and this is the role i was hired for and this is what i do and that's all well and good I, I don't think you hire somebody saying, I expect you to do more than, than you've than been what's asked. what's written. Yeah. yeah. So it does go both ways. And sometimes there are managers and there, there are bosses and people that take advantage of that. Um, I try
1: not to. So uh, I see both sides of that. Yeah. The new term now, in response to quiet quitting, is quiet firing. Mm. Great article in Forbes about this. And this is one where the management would take the driver's seat. They say quiet firing is not a new trend. It's really just a new term for something like constructive dismissal or managing out. Basically, it's when your boss doesn't like you and they want you gone for whatever reason. But instead of firing you, either because they don't have the balls to do it or
2: they can't, they just don't have
1: grounds yeah. to get rid of you yet. They micromanage you, or they stop involving you, or they use passive-aggressive tactics to make your life miserable until you quit. So I'm wondering how many people can relate to the quiet quitting, and how many people can relate to the quiet firing. Somebody asked for an example. What would an example of quiet firing be? So here's the three examples they gave. Your manager slowly reduces the hours slowly reduces the amount of times you get called in until eventually you're barely getting any hours and you say, fuck this, I quit. Mm -hmm. That would be quiet firing. An assistant's desk gets moved to the corner of the copy room and, sorry, your desk gets moved (laughs) to the corner of the copy room And they give your office to someone else or an intern or someone like that. Can you imagine that?
2: Oh, that's a slap in the face.
1: We got this new intern and we got to get him an an office there. So we're going to have to move you. You're going to be right over there by the photocopier where it's always loud and there's always people making coffee and shit like that. That would be infuriating, wouldn't it? Sure. There's some people who would quit just on principle. That's a
2: downright slap for sure.
1: Or a manager keeps adding more and more to your workload until it's Overwhelming but no one else gets any of those additional tasks that's quiet firing
2: mm-hmm. and and again just like quiet quitting quiet firing's been around for a long time it's not like these are new things we've no. just basically coined phrases for them now or these are new phrases that have been coined because i have seen that before like managers disliking their employees and just all right well they i used to give them the good shifts right on a friday night at a restaurant super busy well guess what they're going to be working the monday night shift just because I can. And they're not very, maybe maybe it's because you don't have the grounds to fire them or whatever, but that's been happening for a long time too. Feels petty. It does feel petty. Well, and here's the thing, and this is a difference between a good, and you tell me if you agree, Dave, but a good manager, boss of any kind, and one that's not so good is why don't you work with that person? What's wrong? Why don't you like them? Is it seriously, is it just personality and you'll never like them? Or do you not like what they do? Maybe you can talk to them about what they do. Maybe you can help improve their time at work so that, I don't know. You like them better. What are the reasons why you don't like them would be the question. And Is a good manager their balls smell
1: like flowers and yeah. their <laughs> arms smell like every man. <laughs> Jack like
2: coal.
3: <laughs> I expected <laughs> mountain uh, stream and I, I smelt lilac. I'm not but, sure I'm comfortable. You know, here. like
2: just like just like you can be a bad employee for quiet quitting. You can be a bad manager for quiet firing, too. Right. If you're not willing to, like, why don't, what is the reason why you don't work with that person? Or have you already had a chat with them and they basically told you to go fuck yourself without saying it? So that's your retaliation. Mm-hmm. I guess every situation's different.
1: Got it. Okay, well, quiet firing is the term that they'd like to use in contrast to quiet quitting, although they are very, very similar in that it, it's a shitty thing to do. Yeah. I
2: mean, I, I mean either if you don't way, like it, just I don't think it, we would or... recommend it. Either <laughs> no. way. Either, one. either
3: way. Either way. Here's the thing. It's when you work in, in a team. When you don't pull your weight, it affects your, your other teammates, right? And it, right. It, it's no longer just about you making a statement or mm. quietly making a statement or passively aggressively making a statement. But now you're affecting the other people that you work with.
2: I would love to know of those people who are quietly quitting, what industries are they working in? Because I feel like there's probably particular groups of people that do that. Like, is it more so? You mean like the the
3: person on the line at Toyota is like, "Oh, I forgot to put the engine in." Yeah, like (laughs) like, you know,
2: like I think that (laughs) because I think that doesn't matter. Get paid to put the engine in. Are these like first jobs for these people? Are these long time? Are these people who've been in the career Mm. so long that they're like, "I'm almost at retirement age." Like, I would love to know age groups. I would love to know what they do for a living, and those would help me. That would help me decide whether that's a good idea or not. But usually it sounds like a bad idea if you do want to work your way up at a place or even be at another place because we all know it's a small world and what's going to stop you from trying to get a job somewhere else but someone who worked with you at that place where you did shit all basically, just enough to scrape by and screw over the team is in a position now to hire you and they're like, nope, I know you don't do your fair share, so forget you, right?
1: Here's the scenario. You're going to be traveling and you're going to be traveling with your partner. Do you decide in advance whether or not you want to join the Mile High Club, or is that a spur-of-the-moment <laughs> thing that happens when you're on the chair? Just if, if you you feel the mood right then and there, you think, yeah, let's go.
2: I, I think it's probably a – maybe it's a pre-talk, but it's a, probably a spur-of-the-moment because everything has to just align right, right. You know what I mean? For that to
1: be a thing. Sure. Sure. I understand that. Mm. Are you Does, talking premeditated here, Dave?
3: No, cuz I think premeditated kind of takes the fun out of it. Um but to cat's point, maybe there is a conversation about it that kind of excites and titillates the
1: juices, if you will. <laughs> it titillates those juices. Yeah.
2: Titillates the juices. Can yeah. I
1: can I tell you before I tell you why I'm asking? I don't understand the appeal of the mile high. Nah, There's neither. no
2: room in there.
1: Okay, well, I'm going to Prove you wrong in just a second. Well, I know there's enough room, but it's not good. It's no, not going to be good. But what is the excitement about having sex in the sky? Like whether I do it on the ground or whether I do it at twenty thousand feet, I don't understand what the difference is. It's probably going to be better on the ground because there's more area. Some
2: people like the <laughs> thought of getting caught, though, and that would be one of those scenarios. The dangerous
1: is excitement. The, yeah, yeah you know?
2: it's dangerous. Someone could knock on the on the lavatory door at any moment, you know, or hear us or whatever. Some people like that. Hmm.
1: Huh. Okay, well, a flight attendant put this out on TikTok, and she's telling you, if you want to join the Mile High Club, and I don't think she's encouraging it, but if you want to do it, here's how to get it done. Curious? Curious. Let's hear it.
4: Here's how to join the Mile High Club on your next flight without the flight attendants and the pilots knowing. Here's what you're going to want to do. First, pick your seat accordingly, aka either do right next the talk like restroom that? or in the-
1: oh i don't know here's Th- what you have to do you have to go to this place and then when you get on the plane then you're gonna turn to the left and then you're gonna turn to the
3: right and then you're gonna ask for a soda and then when the girl turns around you're gonna put a blanket over your lap like why do you talk like that it's always on tiktok it drives me crazy
1: okay i'll just anyway, refresh and start yes, please do sorry all right yep yep <laughs> Anything else you want to say before if, I press no, play again? If Dave
2: had toenails, do you think he'd be able to handle these videos oh, a little bit better?
1: I'd be <laughs> scraping them down a chalkboard. <laughs> Dave's last ounce of TikTok patience was in his toenails. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> Here he is, the flight attendant, explaining how to successfully join the Mile High I boat. defy you to get through this without noticing. <laughs> no, it's true. She talks yeah. weird.
4: Here's how to join the Mile High Club on your next flight without the flight attendants and the pilots knowing. Here's what you're going to want to do. First, pick your seat accordingly, aka either right next to the restroom or in the very back row. I say,
1: okay, so back of the plane, near the restroom, or the very last row. Here we go with the next tip
4: this because once we're up in the air and we complete our service of drinks and snacks, normally flight attendants either hang out in one area with each other in the front or the back or the crew restrooms. Now while it's mandatory for us to do walkthroughs to make sure everything's going smooth, we only have to do them really every 20 to 30 minutes. I think you know where I'm going on this one. After that walkthrough, you have about 20 to 30 minutes to do your thing and unless a passenger sees you doing it, flight attendants are not going to. And between you, me, and the flight attendants and pilots, if they see something, 99% said that they just bat a blind eye. And you guys already know that i have some crazy stories of my own which i can't talk about on here but you already know where you can hear
2: it at. so back at the plane we're not listening to your flight attendant podcast okay just stop it
1: yeah yeah fuck that <laughs> especially <laughs> if oh, maybe i uh, am curious i don't know No. she's talking no. like that the whole time
3: <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the next episode <laughs> of the flight attendant podcast today we're going to talk about some things that you might
1: not have heard about before Shut up. <laughs> so let's parse through what she's saying here. You got to sit near the back of the plane and, and, and you're not doing this as soon as you get on the plane. We're not as soon as the wheels are up, you're taking your pants off or anything like that. It's got to be in the air. They've gone through and they've done their service. They've offered you half of a ginger ale. If that. And, and a cookie or two or a bag of nuts or something like that. And then the service is done. Flight attendants have to do a walkthrough every 20 to 30 minutes. But other than that, you got a wide open lane. So you could slip into the lavatory or you could do it right there in your seat. The point being, as long as you don't draw attention to it or piss off the people around you, the flight attendant's just going to look the other way and let you finish.
3: Wow, this row, this only this row on this airplane is seeming to be getting a lot of turbulence right now. Like she jumped up and like landed on me. Like, isn't this crazy? Like, oh my gosh, just this one spot on the plane.
2: Someone's trying else is Someone trying to eat a meal on the tray that's at the back of the. <laughs> well, uh, why I order soup? It's just trying terrible. to eat
3: my Salisbury
1: steak. <laughs> so if you can manage to hold it together and not draw attention from any other passengers. I suppose it wouldn't work if there was people in the row right beside you, but if there's just people in front of you, unless they turn around and look, you've basically got free reign to go ahead and bang right there on the plane.
2: Yeah. I mean, people have probably done it several times. That's why they have those blankets, right?
1: Don't, don't ever use the like they're not the blanket. in the bag, don't use no, that that's what they
2: No, that's the only reason they're used for it. You they're find old. there's
3: like one Randy Rowe and you're, you're instead of the blankets, you start offering people like goggles and they're like, oh. you're in the splash zone, sir. Uh-huh. I suggest you buy these.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand this, but last month somebody won 1.34 billion dollars in the US Mega Millions jackpot. Oh, poor thing. They still haven't come forward. It's been a month. Oh my god, it's been a oh month. No. And now the the lottery agency, the ticket was bought somewhere in the Chicago area. Des Plaines, I think, is what they call De Plains, it. Yeah. Des Plaines. Des Plaines. Des Plaines. De boss. Des De Ironically, it's just north of O'Hare Airport. When I looked it up, it's Des Plaines. Ah, <gasps> so,
2: what if they're not actually from there, but they bought a ticket there, so they haven't really looked at it? I well, thought about that. I did I was, that in Alberta. I still haven't checked my ticket.
1: I, nobody in Alberta wins the lottery <laughs> It's so. true They get fucked every they I don't know why people in Alberta Buy lottery <laughs> tickets Because the I winner you, is nobody's always Nobody's ever from They there. put up no. a wall around Yeah Nobody can win
3: in this In this yeah. vicinity it's here true. I was in the States You were too A couple of weeks ago Um, And I thought about buying One of those Mega million yeah. lottery Because it, it was up at Close to like 750 million or something And it's cheap They're like yeah. a dollar oh, Yeah. Oh yeah So I thought about it but I, And then I also thought Well would I even remember to check the ticket because when I see the you know I start to get panicky when they say somebody in the Kitchener area has a, a <laughs> ticket that's expiring yeah. in less than a, you know, less than a week yeah. and it's worth a million and a half and I'm like uh, uh, did I lose a ticket like yeah. is it my ticket you and you I ripping your dashboard apart <laughs> yeah. where's the
1: fucking tickets I know I bought it yeah, looking under my press on toenails to see if it's under there oh it's the worst <laughs> So this person is walking around with $1.34 billion and either doesn't know it or they are so panicked at having that much money, they don't know what to do. And I'm trying to figure out how I would be in that situation. I'd love to be able to say, yeah, you know what? If I check that ticket, I'm not even going to say anything to anybody. I'm just going to drive straight to OLG, slap it down on the table and say, give me my money, bitches. Yeah, I'm out. I'd love to say I was going to do that. I think I would probably shit my pants. It's overwhelming. Yeah. It would be overwhelming. That's hugely yeah. overwhelming. $1.34 billion?
2: That's crazy. You can comfortably retire. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> yeah. a, a, a retire your community. Yes, you could.
3: You won't need to get a job at Home Depot for another like eight yeah. or nine years or so. It'd be good to go. Are <laughs> oh, we
1: all yeah. right? Is that what it is though? Could it just be nerves? Like they've got that much money and they just can't process it in their head? I think that's part of it. it I could think be. If they know that they won, yeah. yeah. I mean,
3: I, I think about how paranoid I would get immediately I'd be worried that everybody's looking at me and watching me and listening to my conversations and trying to get pieces of my money sure. and all of that. I would, I, w- I would be so paranoid.
2: I would absolutely. I'd actually come
3: over
1: to your house.
2: <laughs> so around these parts, let's just use the around these parts numbers at what, 70 million is the, the maximum you get at the biggest lotto max?
1: I think that's the biggest jackpot.
2: So if I found out I won 70 million dollars, honestly, yeah, I'd probably need a minute to get my ducks in a row too. And I think that's probably a smart move. Like, holy, First of all, allow yourself to process that you are the winner of 70 million dollars let's say your life
1: has just changed
2: changed. like dave said you know the second you come forward your name is published people are going to know and people are going to come out of the woodwork you have to probably sit down and decide what am i going to do with this money who's going to get what probably privately tell people before you go public because once it goes public it's out there and then you got to Sorted out and people are like asking you questions and stuff. Yeah, that's too much. So it would probably be like there'd be a waiting period. I wouldn't wait a month, but uh, a, a, maybe a week or two. A couple hours. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I just want to get the process started because I just would, I'd be so paranoid.
2: Sure. I would hire someone immediately, like a financial advisor, like one of the be- best ones you could find. That's what I would do. You're not going to walk into
3: like TD or something
1: and be like, I'd like to speak to yeah, somebody. Some oso- <laughs> any associate,
2: any associate you just hired. I need a banker
1: over yeah. here. Yeah. A banker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's the biggest account you have? Uh, you got a role? I got a role, yeah. Do you want to do some apologies before you leave? Sure, yeah. Uh, I would like to
3: apologize to my future child, whom I've dubbed Anthony Fetus. For yeah. the time being uh, We should apologize To Lisa Laflam uh, Wendy's deserves An apology Body uh, body care Places like Nivea And Dove We are available For endorsements But we are sorry At the same time um, yeah, Anybody, Give us
1: some Fucking money Yeah <laughs> <laughs> we also, I actually use your shit And product Yeah
3: We only want to say Sorry to anybody Who's had their Body wash stolen Half cash Half product you can't put it all, <laughs> stick, stick the cash In an empty bottle <laughs> Part of the mission Is getting it out We should also Apologize to anybody Who's ever worked On Dave's feet Anybody who has Seen Dave's feet People who have quietly quit their jobs we should apologize to anyone who has joined the mile high club and uh, people who talk weird on tiktok deserve an apology uh, No, they don't uh also an <laughs> apology to anyone who's had to hear somebody talk weird on tiktok an apology for those uh, who have been caught joining the mile high club and lottery winners we are very very sorry and of course to mike tyson not for any reason in particular but just because it's a good idea good idea all, all right, right. thank dip. you have a great all weekend right. all right have a great
1: week we'll see you yeah, see you in some oh time. yeah see you sometime <laughs> yeah, i don't know thanks for approving this vacation yeah. schedule see you down the line <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Not happy with the lack of podcasts in August? Direct your concerns to Dave Blizzard. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Dave, B-L-E-Z-A-R-D. Okay, so on this, though. So you've got the winning ticket. Nobody's home, right? Nobody's home. You just checked your ticket. You'd use a little scanner app on your phone. Holy shit. Big winner. I won $70 million. You would be paranoid about everything. You would think that everything could kill you. And that's your biggest fear, right? fuck yeah what, what what happens now i gotta protect myself i wouldn't even drive to olg and even though i've never really been in a car accident i think i would have to hire a car service that's or a something. good
2: point though yeah
1: i don't think i'd want to drive with the ticket
2: to no, olg no would you like would, how far would you go though would you hire would you just like hey, an uber or would you like hire a, a limo company like give me the biggest suv you can and hire security like what's the in between here
1: yeah, I don't know if there is an in-between, a limo and an Uber. But yeah. Just <laughs> a regular city taxi, one of those bikes downtown Toronto. Yeah, I, I, would <laughs> tr-
2: I wouldn't trust anybody. Like you said, though, it's true. I would probably hire a security team that like, escort me. Because, I mean, once your name is out there, right? Once it's out there. And here you have to publish it. Is it the same in the States? Do they you have to legally publish your name? I think that's part of the
1: contract that's when you it. buy the ticket is that if you which, win, they're allowed to publish you.
2: Which makes sense because they need to let people know this is legit. This is a person. They actually won money. You know, if for some reason it was a scam so many of these people would have stepped forward by now and said we I never got my money you know so yeah it's that that would be the part that would be difficult for for I think a lot of people is once your name's out there but for some people maybe it wouldn't like maybe they're just be like yeah I'm a millionaire now fuck you guys I'm out because if you have plans to like move away or something you just leave
1: I'm trying to think of who I know that's the most responsible driver I know that could drive me to go and and do that and and escort me into the building watch my yeah. six so that everything is fine I don't want to worry about anything I'll bet you if you hung out outside the OLG offices long enough probably a couple millionaires a week would pass you millionaires yeah some of them yeah don't even know they're millionaires yet that's how fucked up that would be what a situation I love it okay we're gonna wrap it up too uh because I want to go and sit in on whatever Dave's doing right now he looked like he was in a hurry to get back to his office. So we're going
2: to find that
1: out (laughs) guys. We are on vacation next week and this is the end of season six. So thank you as always for being such loyal fans of after nine. We appreciate you. We promise right after labor day, back into routine, fresh new episodes coming every single day. And is there anything else we got to do?
2: I think that's it. Enjoy the, Oh no. If I, I said this to someone we work with and they almost slapped me, but Enjoy the end of your summer, everybody. Oh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but it's true, but it's true. Kids are going back to school by the time we're back. That's like the first day of class.
1: Four months till Boxing Day. See? <laughs> so don't hate on me, hate on Scott. Yeah, here,
2: let me take that, that heat off of <laughs> you. I'll put that. it on myself here. Thank you for that. You took me for, out from under the bus and threw yourself
0: under there.
1: Four months from now, Christmas will be a memory. <laughs> Guys, have a good one. We love you so much. Uh, hit subscribe, tell a friend, and new episodes are coming at you right after the Labor Day long weekend. Bye, guys. The After Nine Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed, or he'll buy.